0: Welcome to the More Beach Meetings podcast produced by Surf Office. I'm Carson Sweezy. The More Beach Meetings podcast gathers the leading voices of the future of work to discuss remote working, company culture, and team retreats with new episodes the first and third Wednesday of the month. Today's guest is Monica Zhang, HR at Aragon One. She has an international background specializing in strategic management and executive coaching. With critical outside-the-box thinking, she fosters strategic intentional practices to empower the team. Let's get into it. Hey, Monica, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: So what is Aragon 1?
1: Aragon 1 is the foundational team working on the Aragon Project. And the Aragon Project, it's fighting for the freedom to organize through different sub-projects. Within them, it's a platform to organize and create decentralized organization and a digital jurisdiction.
0: And what is your role within people ops?
1: I think I'm not the conventional people ops person who is more paperwork focused, which I also do, but I'm more someone who takes care of hiring and ensuring the company culture stays the same over time. So I also do a lot of coaching and team development.
0: Okay. I definitely wanted to get into the coaching a little bit later, but um, as far as hiring, how do you what do you look for hiring? How do you understand the right people? How do you vet them?
1: Our hiring process is not really special. It's pretty standard, but the variables we take into account, I think, are, are not that conventional. First of all, during the application and screening process, we don't really care about titles and uh, years of experience and so on. And normally we just go directly, if it's an engineer, directly to their GitHub profiles and see how active have they been and to check how many side projects they've been working on. Because we're looking for kind of values, alignment. So for us, it's pretty important to have people that have high sense of curiosity. They have a sense, a strong sense of purpose. So they're related with the open source community and they have non-conformist ideas professionally and ideologically. And of course, critical thinkers. We want contributors, not just workers.
0: So you just go right to their portfolios more or less or where they're active online and try to see what kind of projects are interested in and how they're doing them and like how often and everything.
1: Yeah, I definitely check their Twitter profiles, their Medium posts, and all these kind of non-formal ways of presenting yourself online.
0: And that's the same for non-technical people too, if you're hiring like marketing people or, or anyone that's not like an engineer that has um, like a GitHub profile.
1: I think like Twitter and Medium and site projects are even more important for non-technical profiles because you cannot really check code. With them. So, for marketing operations and uh, non technical profiles, I expect them to be active community members, either in the blockchain space or the open source community, and to be just like proactive and supporting projects that they feel excited about.
0: So, I mean, it sounds like Aragon One is uh, just a bunch of creators or like people that have kind of an entrepreneurial spirit in some way, right?
1: Yeah. And the reason why we try to find these kind of profiles is because we don't want to have a very big team. We're currently around 17 people and we want to grow until 25 people. So if you're a small team, you need the team members to have high leverage over time. If you're not creative and if you're not strategic and you're not a critical thinker, it's hard to, to grow over time into having like more, not necessarily like management positions, but leadership positions within the team and the ecosystem.
0: Yeah, so it makes a lot more sense now with uh, what you do to kind of foster the culture and you have these this coaching practice. So can you just break that down a little bit? Like what is, what is the goal with coaching for you? Why do you coach people on the team?
1: I feel like coaching sometimes has kind of a negative connotation for some people. It's like some people, they don't like to go to therapists or to psychologists because it's like you're sick or you're vulnerable or something. But really coaching is just like having someone that guides you into your development. And I'm sure like everyone wants to be a top performer. I actually consider myself like a performance coach. I don't specifically try to fix anything or kind of try to develop you in, in, within your weakness. But actually, I want to leverage your weaknesses and to empower your strength so you have your top performance over time. And you have the right tools and the right mentors to actually grow your communication skills, have the ability to educate the team because it's not like you can be like someone very good technically, but maybe you don't know how to disseminate this information. And yeah, that's that's kind of coaching with like one-on-one coaching. But also I do team coaching, uh, which is more like the team building activities we do in team offsites or during events where we get a chance to meet together.
0: Okay. So you mentioned sort of the stigma behind coaching as looking at it almost like therapy. How do you break down that stigma and uh, more or less? let people feel at ease when they're working with you
1: i don't tell people they need coaching we have like different calls over the year and some of the calls are weekly and some of the calls are monthly and i take the opportunity in these calls to give like preventive advice or to give feedback to a team in general or during retrospective if there are things that haven't gone as we thought or expected i try also to give like my thoughts around those topics and see how we can improve as a team always it's more from a soft skills perspective so through those Those comments, experiences, activities, and these kind of calls that we have, people get to know a little bit more where I can add value to to them personally. And they come to me uh, requesting normally for a specific coaching. Maybe it's like remote working, it's getting harder for me to focus. So I want to chat about it or I want to grow as a manager. So I want to learn how are the processes to actually communicate with the team and setting up processes. Or some other people is like, I want to communicate more effectively effectively, because I find like in meetings, I always go over time. And uh, through chats and emails, people don't always get my point. So they start with very specific topics. And then normally just like rolls into just like having regular coaching sessions. And from that, we also cover other topics that are not initially um, maybe thought about.
0: Yeah, so you're just leveraging really good sales techniques, really good kind of soft techniques where uh, you're showing them your value and showing them that you're an advocate for them and then waiting for them to kind of come to you and ask those questions and then just take it from there. And then it just develops into the relationship.
1: Yes. And sometimes it's as easy as like letting them know that they have someone within the team that is going to be actively listening to them and not judging any feedback or idea they have and I'll be the right person to actually try to set the next steps for for these ideas or thoughts they have.
0: Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense given what you talked about with hiring and what you look for, right? Because I imagine certain people might feel afraid or or they just want to feel comfortable kind of approaching someone with this ask or like, hey, can you help me with this thing? But the people that you're hiring with the level of curiosity they have and the critical thinking and all that, they're it sounds like they're obsessed with, with growth in some way, right? They're constantly wanting to grow and learn. And so you've hired in a way that allows for this kind of coaching that's passive in a way, right? It's not like telling them they have to be coached. It's allowing them to come to you. It's It, it all comes down to how you hired.
1: Yeah. And it also helps the team uh, in terms of communication because remote t- I mean, imagine if in uh, offices, it's already hard uh, to have like, when communication flows and, and so on uh, in a remote team is even harder, especially because what you normally see within uh, team chats, is just work output and performance. So whenever you feel like you're not on that top performance, it's very easy to have imposter syndrome or just uh, feel like others are doing better than you and you're not keeping up expectations and uh, because you're not face to face with the people that you're working with you don't really have the kind of sporadic opportunities to talk about this during lunch or during an after work beer. So I think it's also important to have someone like me or your managers to be open to just uh, randomly receive these kind of messages of, hey today I'm not feeling well or I had this issue at home or I felt like the last week was not very productive and I'm not really sure why. So maybe we can talk about
0: it. So how do you, how are you leveraging these offsites and the activities that you're doing at the offsites to kind of set that foundation that this is an open channel of communication?
1: The first thing is repeating it a lot, but also setting very clear objectives within the offsite and uh, having very clear communication with the team. So there's a big block uh, during the offsite that is just like strategy alignment, a reprioritization of, of tasks. But we also have a lot of trainings and retrospective and hanging out together. And I take the opportunity through retrospective and team building activities to, to do activities that are not that much hard skills focused or or that much work focus, but that are more human and personal. So people get to know each other from another perspective and point of view. And I take that chance to also connect them and guide that conversation. And this guidance is also just a hint of what coaching sessions can look like.
0: Can you give us an example of one of these activities, one of these more soft skill type human-based activities?
1: I the activities myself. So, so normally I'm pretty... Um, kind of i i i'm not really happy to 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 share them but if it helps on some, some other team to also try to reproduce these these activities it could be fun to see the output so i made the team dance and there need to be different teams within the team and they have to create their own choreography and dance for the rest of the team so you in these kind of uh, activities you train a lot creativity and not being shy and just be kind of fun within your team members and not not that much perfectionist or anything because, well, our team at least is a lot of engineers and none of them are very inclined to do these kind of activities. So you break the usual work context. I also made the team paint and uh, draw kind of logos so they had to describe themselves and another team member through through logos and then you, you have to explain why the colors, the shapes, uh, the figures that you represented there. Uh, we have also done like uh telling your story and in those kind of situations we try to do it in the evening so people are more relaxed and it's more kind of Mm, it's a a chill moment to share the story and then you get to uh in in this kind of exercise what I try is I try to break kind of prejudices and uh wrong ideas that you may have from other team members and to get to know the real story of who they are and why they are how they are today and yeah these are just like a few examples of the team building activities
0: yeah, well, thanks for sharing those. I Like I mentioned on our, our pre-call, I'd love to work at a company that you were in charge of these activities because you're so intentional about it and you think about the individuals, which I think is the big takeaway from what you were saying is that you make them up yourself. You're not just looking on blogs, which um, obviously, you know, external resources have value, but then you have to kind of tweak it in some way that fits your team. And you're doing that from scratch. You're looking at like, okay, wh- who is our team? What's the makeup of our team? What activities can I do to help them come out of their shelves or work on these certain characteristics that we want to work on, right?
1: Yeah, and they're planned beforehand together with uh, Luis and Jorge, the founders. And we chat about that before deciding which activity we're going to do. So there's a previous brainstorming. We want to, like, we are really, really, really careful when we build. We, when we hire people, so we're also very, very careful to have a high rate of retention and to make sure everyone is happy, not on only on a professional level, but also in a personal level. So they have this kind of growth.
0: What are some of the other initiatives that you have built to foster engagement?
1: We have other things like kind of regular calls and... Um, yeah, mainly calls. Uh, we have different types of calls and management processes that we build for uh, specific for remote teams. So uh, some of them are pretty standards, like the all hands call that I'm, I'm sure everyone has heard about them, but we tweak it a little bit. So our all-hands call is on a weekly basis, but it's not that much like people presenting what they've been doing uh, during the week, because we assume that uh, you'll be following the project through chat and our project management tool. So what we do is that uh, we have demos. So developers and designers actually get to show whatever they've been building to, to the rest of the team and get feedback before uh, it gets released. Then we have quick updates, which is pretty standard. Uh, Aligning talks, which is 10 minutes presentations of a specific topic, and then you can have QAs. So maybe a talk doesn't necessarily need to be directly related with our own one, but maybe about the community surrounding our own one. And it's a topic of interest for the rest of the team. And then we also have discussions where maybe a decision needs to be taken. And instead of having like an isolated team, maybe the communications team or the product team to take this decision, we loop in the rest of the team to actually take the shot. Besides that, uh, we have onboarding projects, uh, so we make sure that someone uh, that is recently being hired, they have a very, very guided onboarding where they get to talk with every single one of the team, uh, with the founders. They have all the bre- relevant blog posts, videos, and tooling onboardings that they need to get up to speed within a month.
0: Why you guys started coaching in the first place? What was the idea when you thought, in terms of scaling, why coaching would be? beneficial?
1: I think when you build teams, you have two options. You either hire a lot of people or you just hire a few and you make sure those few people that are within your team are rock stars in the, in every sense of their job description. We've chosen to be a small team. Instead of expecting a developer that just got into the team to have a future manager and then we hire a C-level or a tech lead or a VP or something, what we want to do is like the people that are already within the team to grow into those positions. So So since the moment they've been hired, we more or less have a kind of a professional development plan for those people. And we later match it with their own motivations and and interests, of course. But that's the main reason why we started to coach people, because we want to make sure they have the professional growth that they want in their careers within our project. And of course, we don't want them to leave after three years because they don't have the chance to grow within our team and they have to go somewhere else
0: right setting up that career trajectory or uh, some kind of track and it goes back to what you were talking about with hiring like we wanted to get to this size team or whatever so we need to hire this type of person who can do all these different things and kind of be a leader at some point yep awesome well moni thanks for taking your time and dropping all these uh all this wisdom on us i appreciate you chatting with us today
1: thank you very much i think these kind of conversations are very very important and thank you for letting me share my thoughts
0: Certainly. Where can people follow you or follow the company?
1: If they go to aragon.one, that's our website, they can find our team specifically. And we're hiring right now. So if they want to join, feel free to go to the website or to aragon.org, which is the Aragon project, the main project that we're building for.
0: Our guests on the podcast bring up some amazing thoughts on remote culture. How do they keep remote culture from becoming stale and distant when the team isn't physically present day by day? Most, if not all of them, are leveraging in-person offsites. Get your employees out of the office and get ready for an experience that will give you a boost of team spirit. Head to thesurfoffice.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show to stay up to date with the latest conversations around the future of work. We'll be back with a brand new guest and some fresh ideas in a couple of weeks. Until soon.